Hello and welcome to the Professional Insight Podcast, Season 5. We don't know what episode it is. Um, no one really cares. Anyway, uh, my name's Brandon Curry. What? There you are. We're, we're missing somebody. Where's Jeff? We're missing. Where's Jeff? Anyways, <laughs> there's Josh Bond. Josh Bond. There's Trevor Lindy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but where is where's, Jeff? Boys, where's Isn't it? It's where's, better call where's Collins. JC? Ooh, I think it's going to, I, like I think it should now be, um, where's Collins? Like where's, where's Collins? There we not, go. Not better call Collins. <laughs> no, where's Collins? And we've like had like this date in the book for a while. Like he, he, you know, right. Like just, so just so, you know, all of our listeners feel free to chime in right now and chirp the hell out of Collins right now. Yes, please do. Um, because please, um, being uh he's one of the reasons why today i mean we do like our bi-weekly schedule however we had to firm up on our bi-weekly schedule right boys i'm not lying is nope. because uh mr collins had other social engagements which is fine that is totally fine um however he's not here we don't know why uh we got no maybe idea he had his why. weeks mixed up maybe he had his weeks mixed up Possibly. Yeah. And possibly. if uh, I, I do know that he will be at Blue Mountain for the weekend, um, but yep. it looks like he may have left a little bit early. So if anybody happens to see his oh. ugly mug around Blue Mountain, yes. feel free to get up, roast him, give him some hell and tell him we sent you. <laughs> yeah. And tell him and just also tell him rookie, our, our producer, you know, he's bad. He's he's livid. And if yeah. side note, if you knew if you knew rookie, he doesn't get mad and he doesn't get really get livid. So um, that's funny. Um, fun, yeah. I think Colin's punishment should be changing one of rookie's son's shitty diapers. Absolutely, that's a great idea. There we go. Yeah. There we go. That's only fair. <laughs> I think so. Change the diaper. Yeah. I mean, the producer who has a kid, right, showed mm -hmm. up today. You know. Yeah. All hands on deck. A young kid, young kid. Right? Yeah. Do you know that last, that last the, the last uh, time we went live, right? Uh, we, uh, Rookie's um, wife had a chiro, chiro appointment, right? Right, so, just just gave birth, 100%. Like, but, so he, he was watching a baby while producing our show at the same time. Mm. You know? Trooper. We saw, we saw him with the and, little one on his shoulder after. Absolutely. Trooper. And you know what? Where's Collins? Where's Collins? Trev, maybe give him a call. Oh, yeah. oh I already what? have. Oh, have you? Oh, yeah. Okay. You want to try live? Do you really want me to? No. <laughs> you know what? Just let him squirm. This is great. Yeah. This is great. I, I end up calling. If he does answer, what's he going to say? Something maybe crude, rude, shouldn't be on the on the show. Right. Jeff, yeah. Right. So. right. <laughs> All we're going to get is his voicemail. You've got great taste, but yeah. bad timing. But bad timing. I'm not available. Please leave the call right now. I'm all tied up. Yeah. I'm all tied up at the moment. I pick a picture. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah picture's all tied up. Where are you tied? We want to know. Like, well, where were you tied up to? What does Jill have you tied into right now? What's he, what's going uh, on? Knowing, knowing Jeff, it's just uh, a late night playing DMZ on his PlayStation. Hmm. <laughs> yeah pretty sure um what else would it be? yeah true all right well let's 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 talk about um what's going on you know so like what's things. going on in the world today you know 
Um, There's something what, wrong happened? with the world today. Oh, but you have no. Oh, we got <clears throat> inflation still. Oh, surprise, surprise! Inflation's still high. That's mm. shocker. Six point three. But it is down for the month of December. It's yeah. down. It's down by thirty basis points, right? From six point six, six point seven, right? Yeah, it was six nine to six three. That could be a mistake. Oh, it was six eight. Did it go? Yeah, it was six eight. Six eight to six three. So fifty basis points. Yeah. Um, but the funny thing is, uh, food prices are still running high. Still high. No, really, that's shocker, right? Like I don't because I think nominal, 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 nominal inflation or real inflation is is still right because I think the six point eight to six point three that was like the the nominal core inflation it's right? core they strip out energy and they strip out food yeah right oh yeah. got it so that's all right so that's why it's down okay yeah yeah the so core inflation dropped but inflation's still running hot yes okay got it predominantly because of the food the oil and gas is uh it always kind of ebbs and flows a little bit right i know right it's what's driving what's driving the food though now what like, do we know do we know like what's I want to What's, speculate and say greed. Hmm. Like yeah, there is a, definitely a component of that. Yeah. Like, uh, so there's a, there's a, a, a hot, so my next door neighbors are originally from Thunder Bay, Adam and Lisa. And uh, nice when they were away uh, in the summer, they brought back um, for us tending to their garden and stuff. They brought back um, called heartbeat hot sauce, I believe is the the company. Uh, based out of Thunder Bay, uh, great hot sauce. Uh, anyways, I happened to be going through the superstore a couple of weeks ago, and sure enough, there's two of the hot sauce flavor flavors, the red habanero and the pineapple habanero on the shelf, $10.99. Okay. All of a sudden I go, I'm realizing I'm getting low on the red habanero. I place an order through my, for my online groceries the other day, and now it's $11.99. Why? Hmm. why is it up by a buck a bottle just doesn't make any like it's like they're going around the stores and just adding more money to oh this one we can probably bump up a little oddly enough uh i i had to go to zares at the penn center because there's a couple of things that we can't get at the superstore so i'm at zares and I just happened to be walking down that aisle and I see the hot sauce there as well. It's $12.99 there. Mm. Now, somebody brought up the fact that, and correct me if I'm wrong, guys, um, but but they used to, Zares at the Penn Center used to give Brock students a discount. So I'm not sure if they still do, but the, it got me thinking, okay, if they give Brock students a discount, have they just marked, marked everything up. up to keep in mind that the discount they'll still make their regular profit margin? <clears throat> I don't know. That's the only thing I'm thinking. But now, where is it at though? Like, are, are 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 the are the peppers more expensive? Like, is the cost of the core pepper, the cost of farming the pepper more expensive? All of it? No, is- I I think what. I think it's labor, to be honest. Labor, labor is a big thing that that's gone up huge, um, astronomical, um, right? Uh, I would agree other with than you. That, right, like that's a main main input. That's a main variable expense to any production, right? So, yeah. you want to get people on. I mean, you're paying you're paying a premium now, right? So well, I don't know what the reason is. All this company I mean, is making is hot sauce. 
how many people do they really employ in the production facility? Right. Obviously they have to right. have a big enough production facility to be able to, to, to put their hot sauce in various uh, stores, right? Big box stores right. like they are. Depends so, on volume, right? Depends on vo the volume that they move. Yeah. But the, the point yep. I'm making is they can't, uh, it's probably not, you know, the, let's say, hus I don't know who it is, but let's say it's a husband and wife owner. Mm -hmm. It's probably not the husband and wife owner running the entire facility. So there's people in there to keep up with the, the supply requirements. Right. That's the point right. I'm, I'm trying to make with it. So I don't know. No, I mean, I'm looking at the website. It doesn't look like an overly large production, right? Like, No, it's it's not. It's great hot sauce, by the way. Anybody yeah. that wants to try it. But I'm just tag, saying. If, if you're listening and watching, go out, mm -hmm. buy some, try it. Tag Heartbeat Hot Sauce from Thunder Bay in it. Tag Professional Insight Podcast in it. Tag yes. all of us, right? And tell them that you heard about it from us. And then, uh, yep. hell, even uh, tag Two Sisters Vineyards because Adam, my next door neighbor, is the head winemaker at Two Sisters Vineyards. There we go. We'll oh, really? Nice. They, there we go. We'll, we'll try and work it out, and then uh, we'll uh, we'll force them into sponsoring. <clears throat> oh, great. So we're going to get a pallet of hot sauce is probably what we're going to get. <laughs> some wine to wash it down. <laughs> and some wine to wash it down with. What's wrong with that? Uh, Nothing. Hey, Burning something, ring of fire. Something. Yeah, we're 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 uh we're happy. We're happy. Speaking about um, the Ring of so, Fire, has anybody heard about the Ring oh, of Fire up north? Yes. That that because uh, that's got to be getting up into uh, at least getting into at least preliminary production pretty soon, no? Well, it's, something's got to change. So let's uh, you know, Trev, you know this. Uh, you and I have been, uh, you know, I've uh, I've had my name on a list for an electric vehicle, domestic electric vehicle, not a Tesla, domestic electric vehicle for about two years now. It's a chromite. It's not mine? the dealership. Is that what it is? Chromite. Is that what hey? they're lining up there? Is it chromite? Well. A no, a bunch of others, a bunch of stuff, okay. a bunch of stuff. Um, and they, they do have a lot of the, there's a huge chromium de deposit and, and it, it's massive and it could definitely do some real great things for Ontario's GDP. Um, the, uh, the problem that they're running into, there's a, um, I, as I brought up on the last podcast, Peter Zion, who's a geopolitical, um, speaker, um, you know, he, he wrote, he's writing the, the new book out right now. The end of the world is just the beginning or something to that effect. It's a great book. Um, and so two years, I finally get, it finally is on its way. And so I get the pricing and, and it's 9.9% .9 on a, on a two-year lease, 8.9% on a three and a four-year lease. The, you know, the, the warranty package is great. It doesn't qualify for the federal, you know, grant for an electric vehicle for whatever reason it's under a hundred thousand dra drastically from a msrp perspective can't use it's a gm uh vehicle can't use my gm uh discount because my dad's a former gm employee so i can't use that um and so it was going to cost in in excess of twelve hundred dollars a month um sharing that with anybody and it was gonna be and i'm like i'm sorry i can't just i can't justify it um and yet GM, amongst other, uh, like the state of California and other car companies, want to be fully electric by 2035. 
if you recall, and they're on all their residential uh, or yeah, the residential vehicles essentially. And when talking to Peter Zion, like, or you're listening to any any of his any of his podcasts or a- anything of that nature, he said no time in human history, even going back to the industrialization, uh, the the industrial revolution back in the early 1900s, has humanity ever two xed two xed their raw material output in a decade in order to keep up with demand. It's never happened. Uh, It's next to impossible from a labor perspective, as you guys can probably appreciate. Based, if you base it on what the state of California, which has about 40 million people, more than more than Canada. And if you factor in New York State, which also has close to the pop, you know, less than the population of Canada, but has quite a, a large population, New York State. If you factor all those in just in North America alone, we would have to 10x our raw material output in a decade. In order to meet the 2035 deadline for these, for these, you know, the, the state of California, state of New York, and also for um, what, you know, Chrysler, Toyota, Volkswagen, General Motors, forget Tesla. Tesla has been is going to be left in the dust. And so everyone's like, how is that going to happen? So prices for these electric vehicles are going to stay high for a very long time unless some intervention takes place and there's no way that there's going to be mass adoption of the electric vehicle market purely because we won't be able to get supplies and it'll be too expensive for people to actually purchase case in point myself. I mean, right. I mean, Trev, you and I have this long conversation about this, right? Like I can't justify that price. Yeah. Well, and, and let's be honest. So not only um, from the material perspective adoption, there was an article uh, came out in January, uh, a woman, I believe she was driving like a Hyundai or, um, a Kia electric vehicle on the 401 corridor. Um, I forget where maybe she was coming back this direction or she was headed out East, uh, towards Ottawa, Montreal and the charging station along the 401, she couldn't get juice in her vehicle. So until there is the infrastructure that's necessary. So not only the materials, but the infrastructure itself to, uh, to support the demand for it. It's never going to be the case, right? Right. Nobody will be able to hit those targets. And, and it's funny because Toyota is really making a big push. Um, and they're, so what they're saying is, uh, hydrogen fuel cells, that's where they think the next big kick is going to be. They're going to be hot. They're going to continue with their hybrids, but um, uh, hydrogen fuel cell. So, so basically, it's funny. you fuel, you fuel like you would a regular vehicle with liquid hydrogen, and then that converts it to clean energy. Water uh, is the emission from it, and uh, and it powers the motors to drive. Well, but our fossils are finite, right? So we got to move away from them anyways, right? We've got to move away yeah. from them if we're a, a, yeah. any kind of an intelligent being, right? Hmm. Like it's... But the problem is they can't do it to scale right now. And right. they yeah. can't do it to a scale to the point where, you know, um, it, it, it's going to be able to get the pricing of electric vehicles down to a, a spot. Now, 
to your, your to your point, uh, Trevor, on hydrogen. Again, Peter Zion addressed this as well. Hydrogen is one of the most dirtiest uh, fuel sources currently today in the world. Because in order, to, because the hydrogen oxygen, like H2O, is essentially what you would do. High um, quality. To, to, to break those bonds apart, it, it takes so much energy to break the, that H2O bond apart, as an example. It, because water has the most easiest access to hydrogen, right? So to break those bonds apart, okay, bring them in. That's perfect. Uh, hey, look who decides to join us. Wow. Thanks. What happens when you bring your phone when you leave the house? Uh, yeah. Okay. Totally, Anyways, back to totally hydrogen. This thing. Oh, there we go. 400, maybe like oh, 40 bucks. 400. Yeah. I bucks. Contact Kevin. Go. Contact Kevin. Yeah. Deal. I'm in. I'm Kevin. in. I'm back and paid 400 bucks for it. Who's Kevin? Oh. Well, we're, we're talking about hydrogen fuel. That's my specialty. Uh, and Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I was and selling so, right now. Yeah. So, anyways, we we were saying that uh, it, it's actually one of the most because to break that bond apart, oh. to get enough hydrogen, it, it it would take, yeah, it would take um it would take a ton of energy, and that energy just doesn't exist in most places in the world that's clean enough to in order to do it. So you would need coal, you would need nuclear, you would need all these things to have enough energy to break this apart, and that's the problem. Did I miss we our guest? I know I'm I'm just catching up here. I thought we had Sorry? a guest. Thanks for interrupting, Jeff. No. Yeah, thank, thanks, Jeff. It's uh, a segue. Yeah. It's a segue. I got to smooth yeah. in here. No, if, if well, no, if we, we addressed that at <laughs> the very the beginning. Ball, uh, yeah. <laughs> our, our guest is sick. She and is sick. And if we didn't have to so. worry about possibly uh, interfering, we could play, uh, what's it, Wrecking Ball? What's that song? If we didn't have to worry oh, about well, copyright. You probably have to, yeah, you got to copyright. He came in like a wrecking ball. That's Jeff for you. Yeah. You saying yep. Jeff looks like Miley Cyrus? Is that what you're saying? No. Oh, not right now. He doesn't. All. I just. <laughs> oh, I'm in. Uh, I'm in not me client mode right now. I just ran around like an idiot all morning, not even thinking. And I knew we had it today too. I apologize. My bad. Shit happens. Hey. Beers, beers on me at my house. Yeah, no, we're no. waiting for that invite. Can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's gotta yeah. get over her PTSD. Of our, our New Year's Eve party, so you know <laughs> it, it's a perfect segue into mental health. If you want to do that with, with Bell, let's. Well, talk we were about to. Going, yeah, we, yeah, we were yeah. about to. But um, if you my, want to finish our other, previous, yeah. Well, my wait, only other comment like, on that was: yeah. what about the, the the TVs, the plasma TVs? Can we can we can we can we kind of parallel it to flat screen TVs? Like you know none of us had flat screen TVs like 15 years ago, yeah. 20 for argument's sake, right? And then all of a sudden, okay. like they started off, like I bought my first flat screen, it was full for a, like a 40 inch a 32 screen. inch, yeah, yeah, like a 32 inch. Almost. Yeah, yeah. Small, I've, I've, right? I've got a 32 inch plasma right now still. I still own a 32 yeah, inch plasma. The, nice. But, but you can get but, a thought you can get you can get a 65 inch now for a thousand bucks 20 years later so 
is it like with the um just in terms of drawing a comparison to the electric vehicle um like it, with everything down? yes there's yeah. there's no it is completely that's completely different and, and the reason why is you buy a tv you keep it for a couple of years i drive my car with hydrogen i run out of hydrogen i need more hydrogen yeah, but right? just so, referring like, to like battery technology, there's yeah, different, there's plasma, yes, right? there's different materials that that can go into the makeup, the composition, the chemistry right. of the battery. So as long as everybody's not using the same chemistry in their batteries, Correct. right? And there's different ways to make lithium batteries, which is what mm -hmm. a lot of the electric vehicles are. Um, you know, at the same lithium time, lithium ion, right? Yeah, exactly. So. I keep uh, I keep getting screwed over by Toyota on my Tundra Hybrid. Um, keep getting delayed, delayed, delayed. Who the hell knows when it's coming? Um, but anyways, uh, the comment is, well, it's hybrid. I'm like, the battery is nickel metal hydride. It is not lithium. So don't use the lithium raw material excuse for me. Mm -hmm. Like, there's, there's not as much demand on nickel metal hydride batteries. So stop. With the well, BS they probably are doing anything because you you've got a car right now, and they know you're going to keep that till you get the new one. So they'll take the new client over you probably first, right? Well, if you really want to get into it, yeah, let's I, do it. Uh, probably we're here for the yeah. truth. So I yeah. uh, I'm in a lease. My lease expired of July 2022. I specifically got my lease because the new Tundra was supposed to be released in 2021. COVID caused delays. Okay, so we're we're delayed by a year. 2022 um my lease expired in july i put my deposit down on this truck as early as i could which was january 2022 they have my money i was told i'm first on the list to receive the trd tundra uh the trd pro tundra okay yeah. first on the list yes there's other tundras there's lower models toyota tries to keep the trd pro the capstone the 1794 which are their highest level trims they they try and keep them exclusive so they don't produce as many of those as they do the lower end models like the sr5 nice i right. find out from someone that the parts manager from this toyota dealership wants a trd pro as well and apparently he had an agreement with the sales manager that he's the first to get one. He doesn't have any money down on it, but he's getting the first one. I'm now talking and dealing with the general sales manager at this dealership. And oh, yeah, I, we'll comment about that in a minute. Um, but here I am. Uh, now I'm, I'm being told by the general sales manager the part because of this agreement, the parts manager, he's been there for 34, 35 years. He's going to get the first one and I'll get the second one. Excuse me. Why have you been telling me from the beginning that I'm the first? And the only thing that's keeping me here at this dealership right now was first, it, I was dealing with them because of clients, right? So they've scratched my back. I want to scratch theirs. Sure. So that's, that's part of the reason I've stuck around. Um, the other reason is they've had my money for, almost 13 months uh they i have a contract in place at a certain percentage i go anywhere else i lose that i go what's any the, other what's, who's getting interest on your deposit right now they are they would be right yeah the dealership well, yeah unless it's built into the agreement somehow well, 
No, but it's not right. That if you look at any of those contracts, it's never in the agreement to be in favor in anybody but the dealership. So I've got uh, the vehicle is twenty seven hundred dollars more because I'm no longer getting a twenty twenty two. I'm getting a twenty twenty three. Um, I am uh, the interest rate has gone from four four nine to eight four nine. Nice. Right. So I'm arguing with them saying no. My contract is for four forty nine. Yeah. You're going to give me that contract, Toyota. I don't care what it takes, but I'm legally entitled to it. It's not my fault that I'm not in this vehicle yet. It's your fault. Fun. Time so to lawyer up, buddy. Like Time that? to lawyer up. Woo. It, it, isn't it insane how something so tiny or allegedly so tiny could cause so much chaos? It's well, there's brutal. so many of them in a car. Yeah. It's so, there's so many of them in a, in a car, right? Like the the chips, right? You can't like everything's. No, no, I'm, I'm talking on these about this pandemic. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? Like just some little. It's affected everybody. Every interest rate little, change little. is monumental in cost to the end end consumer. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Like I, like I said, how my my we one, are, how vulnerable we are. Yeah, well, the the two year the two year lease was nine point nine percent, and I said, so when I factored it all in, it was twelve hundred and thirty two dollars a month on a lease, on a on a four year lease, and that's with you know uh, money being down. And I'm sitting here going like, I'm two and a half timesing my. Uh, now I understand I got it, it is an electric vehicle. There is no gas, so. Um, it's cheaper to repair. So there's a lot of cost savings, but it's not anywhere near. Like I bet you hold on. It's cheaper was... to repair. It is, but it isn't. And I'll, sorry to Certain cut you off things. there. Certain Part things. of the reason I'll explain Certain that things. is, well, a lot of people don't realize this, that in most electric vehicles, they have a, a, a brake regeneration, right? Yep. So braking will regenerate, will recharge the batteries when you're braking. Same applies to a lot of the hybrids out there. I don't know about yep. you guys, but my mileage went way down during the pandemic, drove a hell of a lot less. Yep. Had I had a hybrid sitting in the driveway, the cost of that repair at that time would have been substantially higher to replace the brakes because of the, the, the brake re because of that whole system that goes into it. So yes, there's, you don't have a combustion engine to be dealing with from a maintenance perspective, but you have these other things to be mindful of very expensive batteries very expensive what, what, batteries what I'm right? curious, batteries don't curry, maintain do their charge forever you have a electric car now curry no i no, don't because i what i did it came it came through and i'm like i can't justify over 1230 bucks a month because i also still have to put in the battery pack charger in my in my garage i then also have to which gm to be to be fair is going to cover up to a certain amount but quite possibly that that's more money out of pocket and then i have to pay to charge it like i i still have to pay to charge the bloody car yeah, like it's that's going what i'm curious about how much is it going to raise your monthly bill and your hydro bill cuz hydro is oh. crazy high right now yeah, well, I mean, if you if you're smart and you're doing it off uh, off peak, which you normally would anyway, you're probably, you know, what is it right now? What twelve cents a kilowatt per hour on off peak? I believe it is, um, something like that. Twelve and a half, twelve cents. So you figure, you know, it, it probably cost me twenty bucks a charge. Like it's peanuts in the grand scheme of things. Not for even a full twenty charge. bucks a charge, though. So the no. reason I say that is because, um, so there's a couple of YouTube channels that I watch and uh, for a while there, I had a real hard on for the Rivian R1T, which 
Oh yeah. Um, and I was kind of like, okay, well, how much is this going to cost me? You know, it's 80 for the, the Tundra hybrid. Uh, it worked out that it was 140 for the VN. So I'm like, okay, can't, can't be bothered. Um, like no, your face is in slow I'd motion. Be, I'd be, what's that? Your face is like slow motion when you're talking right now. Me? Oh, yeah. I'm your sorry. internet's cutting out. Oh, it was, it was like a creepy yeah, yeah. subtitle yeah. movie. Anyways, keep, keep, you know, anyway. it, it, keep, keep yeah, going. Yeah. <laughs> so the so Rivian, um, uh, so one of the YouTube channels I was watching and talking about, they, they did a hybrid test with a gas vehicle, with a diesel vehicle, um, like a GM that has the cylinder deactivation, the electric, and at a fast charging station, which will charge typically in under an hour to charge up your battery. Um, the price on that, keep in mind, it was US, was like 20 something dollars. And the, the cost on uh, fuel was $80 US. 25%. Yeah, in, in, in the equation. <laughs> and the point that they were trying to make is, look, we paid $24 to charge this electric vehicle right now because we got a charge in an hour. Whereas at home, if you're charging off peak throughout the night, charges over eight hours, your cost is substantially less than that 24 like maybe it's costing you $10, $12 max to charge your vehicle at home. And they were referring to, um, they're in Colorado. I believe they mentioned California rates, which obviously California has some of the highest electric rates in the world. Yep. Right. Um, so yeah, the cost charging at home isn't as great. Dude, as, don't as you have to also add a 200 amp service to your, your house? If you're hundred amps, you got to go not, 200 amps. Not, not necessarily. It, you, if you, you got an upgraded panel, like I've got a panel that's upgraded. So like a, my electrician told me that if, if it's at nighttime, I don't need to upgrade my panel to 200 amps because there's not, there's not, there's nothing going on during the night besides the air conditioner in the summertime. Yeah. So I've got enough power. But so what I find the power towards free. the car as opposed to other stuff, really. That's they didn't put yeah probably a pony panel or something on but curry they didn't put in a 200 amp when they because your house was built in in only 2021 you had to put a 200 amp that's the only year and then they got rid of it and they did it because yeah it of was cars but 2022 you didn't have to so a lot of builders went back our builders we do it still yeah like but but isn't uh um oh yeah that's right it was wasn't it 2017 there was, yes, they there was one it. year they had to do an electrical provision uh, to put in enough uh, to put in uh, a junction box. I think it was to allow for electric vehicle charging in your garage. Well, you had to run a conduit. That's all you really had to do. Is that what it was? Is just a conduit? Yeah, conduit. You had to just do conduit. amps because they put seventy-five amps towards the electric car uh, charging. Okay, but but if if you don't need seventy-five amps, which is a ton. That's I was going to say, does it draw that much? 75 amps? Like, there's no, Not I guess they charger. used it. I know. I guess they used it like, hey, yeah, during, during the day, um, two cars, electric, charging at the same time. Like, that is probably why they said 75 amps. But, I mean, you think about it. I'm running everything here at my house on a 100-amp panel, and I've, I've yet to blow a fuse. And you've got a hot so, tub, too, right? Yep. Yeah, I've got hot tub, sub, or a sauna, pool house coming. I had to go 200 amps. There's no chance. 
Yeah, and I have 200 because we did uh, the heat pump for the heater for the pool. So I basically yeah. have two air conditioners. And uh, you had upgraded had, 200 amps though, right? I had to upgrade to yeah. 200 amp. Yeah. So I upgraded my, uh, thankfully, like running from the street to the house was already 200. It was already Perfect. a large enough wire to carry. Oh. It was just from my, from my meter. And in the city of St. Catharines, when they did meter replacements a few years ago, um, they replaced everybody's meter for, I think, 200 or 400 amp because it was just cheaper for them to buy them in bulk. Yeah. And put the same meter on everybody. Is, is yours overhead or is it underground when it Mine's comes underground? In from... Yeah. Good developer, yeah. cheap builder. That's what you got. Who's that? Right? No, well, but nobody was putting put in 200 amps back then. Like, how old's your house, Trev? I, well, he's got 200 to the house. 97. Yeah, but but 97, nobody was putting 200 amps in. Like, this is something that's kind of new now. But then what do you, you got 200 to the house, though, he said. Yes. Yeah, but but builders just weren't doing it. Just no builder was doing it. And and the reason it was 200 to the house. What developer was? Well, because Electra, formerly Horizon, didn't want to have to dig up wire 20 years from now. To carry the the 200 amp load, which was right? smart, and, and the hydro smart. company yeah, wants to get as much electricity to your house as possible, right? Like they want to pump yeah, you full of electricity. Sure. Well, not only that though, you got to remember, like in '97, okay, we had no Wi-Fi, right? Everyone pretty much had dial-up internet. No one had fibe. No one had cell phones. No one had like no one had yeah, like they had there was none podcast. of that stuff. Imagine yeah, no Zoom podcast on dial-up. <laughs> Oh uh, God, that'd be horrible. Super be horrible. Slow. Um, but uh, on uh, you know, on on the fact that it is uh, January and uh, we're recording, uh, we're we're going live right now on the twenty uh, seventh of January, and that's a couple days after Bell Let's Talk Day, which is was on the twenty uh, fifth of January. Uh, just you Huge know, day. wanted to my well, my 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 wife wanted I wanted to get you know Kristen on here. Again, but ironically, uh, there was a death up at the hospital that shook up the staff quite quite a bit. So she had to get she got called in. She that's where she is right now. And then um, uh, Patricia, who's who's been on the show before, right? Uh, you know, with our HR insights, um, which is amazing. She's an, an amazing contributor to our show. Um, she's sick as a dog. I spoke to her. She's hacking up a lung. She can't come on. So um, that's why we, we haven't been able to um, connect uh, with that with a guest today. We, we were supposed to have two guests today, but just it, you know circumstances. But unfortunately, uh, it just it just better. reiterates hopefully the importance of, of yeah, Patricia. Hopefully you feel better. Uh, sorry to hear that. Kind of sucks, but um, but you know uh, we'll we'll touch on we'll touch on that briefly. Uh, you know, and the steps that people are taking to to well, raise awareness think, of mental health. Yeah, I think we should just talk about our own experiences of mental health because I don't think we can touch on it briefly. It's such an important thing coming out of the pandemic right now. Like it's huge. Like I'm seeing it in kids, my my kids' age, you know, that the mental health aspect is is huge too. I think we talked about that with Kristen before. But it's in kids yeah. we're seeing it now. It just I find I find men our age, we have a harder time talking about it. And that's part of the stigma attached to it. 
like three of us are Leaf fans here, so we clearly have mental health issues, you know? Like We, we have we mental just, health issues, 100%. We're a glutton for a yep. punishment. I'm a, I'm a Bills fan, too, so I'm a glutton for a punishment. We're, we're, in a, we're in a beautiful relationship, Leafs, yeah. So. I'm not saying like, Trevor shit, loves just... talking about the Leafs, so he's essentially a closet mental health issue person, so we know it. He cheers, yeah. Doesn't he cheer for the Habs? I do. Yeah, yeah, but he talks about the Leafs more than the Habs, so we know what's going on there. No, no, but I mean, if you're talking about mental health, I mean... <laughs> He they got their the 26 cups way back in the day, back in <laughs> yeah. black 24. and white when the when the 93, because nobody considers the Blue Jays a champion anytime recently, but Habs fans do. Yeah. That's right. Last year. Yeah. But you he, know he what? Knows, in all seriousness, Jeff, I mean, we we were all raised probably in a similar similar generation, <clears throat> right? But uh that it wasn't uh wasn't cool or it wasn't masculine to uh to express the the softer side of uh, your personality, but you know, I think good oh, on like, us to to recognize a, it and try to teach our I've kids differently. I've got a great personal example that that I bring up that it was probably the darkest time of my life, and and I like to bring it up just be, not because I like to talk about it. Believe me, I'll get teary eyed talking about it. But I think it's a, an example of what a lot of you know middle aged men, and I'll, I'll admit I'm middle aged. And I think they talked about it before, um, the suicide rates for men between 40 and 50 are at its highest and all that. But um, back back before we had kids, we were trying for kids and we lost a kid about two weeks um, prior to having to name them in, in utero. We, we lost it. I, I was, I'm, I'm, I self-proclaimed that I'm, I'm a happy-go-lucky guy. I think I had a, a very fortunate life growing up. I did have divorced parents and all that, but most things kind of worked out pretty good for me. I'm optimistic. So it works that way. And I was just blindsided when we lost the baby. Um, it was really, really bad, really tough. I, uh, I, uh, didn't take it very well. I didn't leave the bedroom for probably about two months. My wife was the only one who was kind of around and, uh, I felt like I was abandoned by friends and all that, but it really, it came down to, I didn't let anyone know how I felt because it was, it was tough. Like, I don't know what was going on. Like I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't get out of the bedroom. I couldn't get out of the house. Um, the way I kind of did fix it up was it was funny enough, Toronto Maple Leafs games, whenever they were on, I kind of cleared my head and I was concentrating on that. So it's weird, but it was, it was my wife who went through it and who I should have been stronger for. And I'll never forgive myself kind of for that. Um, she's the reason I kind of got out of it. I, I, you know, I slowly, slowly started walking to my uncle's restaurant that he opened a restaurant down the street. Uh, from us and uh daily we'd go there and eat really unhealthy food but it got me out of there every day and i'd go back to the bedroom i just wouldn't leave it and uh, i remember my father had uh, uh one of his brothers passed away one of my uncles and i couldn't i couldn't couldn't get myself out of the room i was in a dark place i didn't know what was going to happen with me and uh i got out of it and i feel better for it i i look at my kids now and I, I i honestly i hope i hope my kids don't listen to this podcast because they don't know about that and uh, we haven't talked about it with them yet that you know they kind of had a, a brother we knew as a boy but that was the darkest moment of my life and and I remember when I found out I uh, I took my shirt off it was super cold out and I was walking down the street in like zero degrees weather with no shirt on just because I couldn't breathe and uh, it, it was the toughest thing and, and and honestly talking about it like talking about it right now it's tough and it was two years of I couldn't even watch like anything about family death or, or, or children or anything like that on a, on a make-believe TV show and all that, just because I get so anxious and I, I wish I could have, you know, had 
like THC or something to eat or, or calm my anxiety down. I couldn't, I had to go on pills for a little bit and they were making it worse. So I, I weaned off of that, but I've had other friends who've had that. And I, I go out of my way to try to share my experience for them because it's hard and you can't get through it, but you, you need support. You, you need, you need a great spouse, which I have, you know, you need friends, but you need to tell them that you need help because if you don't tell them, especially men our, our age, you know, you, you kind of trap everything inside and, and you don't know, you don't know how to talk about it because you do feel kind of weak, especially how I felt, you know, not being there for my, my wife when we went through the toughest part of our lives and lots of other people have been through this too, but you know, just, just, just tell, tell friends and have a beer or, or whatever and, and talk about it because there's so many people out there that have similar stories and they just don't know how to talk about it because it's tough, but, but talking about it helps you out. And that, that's my, my experience. I want to talk about it, but I have met other people and talked to them about stuff like that. And just me sharing their story, my story helps them open up about their story. And then it makes it easy. And that's the hard part right now. So. Thanks, wow. I, I mean, I didn't, yeah, I didn't, I obviously I didn't want to bring that up or anything, but thanks for sharing that. Um, but, but this is the important thing to start sharing stuff like this, right? Like that's well, like, and, and, and you're right. You're right because uh, you know everyone knows Kristen's a psychotherapist. She has her own uh, business, and obviously, I, I've never been personally. I've never been. Uh, and rookie, if you could keep it on the four of us, that'd be great. Just just to kind of you know see reactions and allow us to interact and stuff like that. But I think our listeners need to know because, like, listen, we're we're four very successful people, and 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 our wives are equally successful. And but not, not only successful, they help. But listen, successful they, not only successful well, though, we all have mental fortitude. Well, yeah, like, and I'm going to get into that. Headstrong. We're all very headstrong people. Our wives as well. Yeah, and so I think I never had. I never like. I never looked at uh, mental health support or or anything in a negative light um, at all ever. Um, especially when, when my wife and I got together and, and she started kind of educating me more and more on, on social work and psychotherapy and stuff like that. And, um, thought it was for me, never thought I, you know, and most guys out there do get apprehension about going to a counselor or, or, or going to a psychotherapist specifically, um, because of the negative connotation that Jeff, uh, talked about. I'm going to tell you that, you know, during COVID and I, I, we've gone through a lot, uh, Kristen and I, which is like externally, a lot of external influences that could easily rock, a, rock a marriage and rock, you know, family life in general, like, um, COVID. I mean, her sister was diagnosed with breast cancer. Um, she survived, but they caught it early enough. Um, but you couldn't see her because of COVID. So that just tore her up. And then we Ooh. had shit with the sitters. You know, this, you have other, not the sitter that we had, but the, the one before that were watching our kids. And it, that was a, that was a shit show. And, um, you know, very troubling accusations from them. Anyways, long story. I'll leave that alone, but you know, um, had to, had to leave the daycare. How about that? And, um, so it all worked out, but that, grinds you down after a while and then then my dad got covid and in the same weekend my sister as we all know and i'll keep this we'll keep the details off the podcast but you all know about my sister getting divorced right like it's mm -hmm. it's i've shared it all with you you guys have all been involved bono you've been dynamite 
Trev, you were there um, to help her. Um, but I needed somebody. I was, I was, I like rage and, uh, I, and, and Kristen, if she was on here right now, you know, you see, you see the alcohol behind me and, uh, <laughs> that, that was during, you know, my 15 years of, of being in, in the, you know, back in my twenties, you know, having a great time and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it, it, I was turned into the bottle to, to what Jeff was saying. Like I didn't know how else to cope. And so, you know, who ironic, you know, who I ironically changed my mind on it, uh, three people technically, uh, one Howard Stern, big psychotherapist, a promoter. And I'm like, well, if that guy can go, <laughs> then I think I can go. Yeah, anybody can go. <laughs> D D uh, Dak Shepard, who's a Hollywood actor, <clears throat> you know, I'm not a big Hollywood guy. But I do like, you know, Kristen Bell and Dax Shepard and their movies and stuff like that. And, and he was on the Howard Stern show talking about his journey through psychotherapy and and being proactive and his drug addiction and his alcohol addiction and stuff like that. And so, yeah, it was just it got to a point where I turned to my wife and I went, OK, I, I, I need somebody. Find me somebody because that's the, I, that's I, the I most don't important know. step right there. Just saying. And, and I go because. I go because babe, I go one of two things one of two things is gonna happen. I'm gonna stick down this road of the alcohol, which is not gonna be good because alcoholism I know runs in my family, not not immediate family, but hereditary on 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 the extended side. So I'm very cognizant that it can very it can go down a slippery slope. And then, you know, on top of that with me, I've just been in the business long enough to know, yeah, it's a dangerous drug. And then this or the second thing, I'm just gonna take it out on the family, which is not fair. Right. Like I'll be just irritable all the time. So best decision I've ever made was to go see a psychotherapist um, and to, you know, discuss about all the stuff that was going on in the family. Like at that time, you know, the, the sicknesses and the divorces and stuff like that. And it, it allowed me to cope because and it gave me the tools that I needed in order to get through it all um, because I didn't like. To, to Jeff's point previous and, and to Bondo's point, you know, our parents are from a generation and not to no fault of their own. No. Their parents are World War One, World War Two vets. They came back from World War Two <laughs> with no mental health support, no medication, no counseling. They were given alcohol and that, cigarettes. Legit, that's true. And <laughs> cigarettes, cigarettes. Well, right. That's why they all loved rum. Legit. My 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 grandfather, God rest his soul, was in the Navy. Um, and they were given rum and it's just like, yeah, we, yeah, we know what you saw. You see, yeah, there's that barrel of rum over there. Okay. Just go have that. Cause that's literally how they coped. Right. Like it, it's, you know, postpartum depression wasn't really ad addressed until the nineties. Like women were having babies and were depressed and no one knew why. And no one knew how to, how to handle it. Uh, mental health, you know, like anorexia and bulimia and all these different, you know, illnesses that people struggle with daily and no one knew how to handle it. You just kind of buried it. And so that's something that I think is a great evolution that's happened. But you but you also have to liken it from a sports analogy. And think about it this way. There's one thing that to all the guys out there, um, a good psychotherapist um is someone that doesn't have an opinion 
They just sit there and they listen. That's it. That's when you know you got a good one. It's like a good and, bartender though too, right? Well, that too. But that's that's <laughs> but that is essentially a perf- it basically no to your point, Jeff. That's Hairdresser, not a bad analogy. You know. <laughs> but they're they don't have any skin in the game. Yeah. And you know, uh, a lot of the guys here uh, on this show, I was just chat we were, I was on a bus trip uh, a bunch of clients and 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 myself and we were chatting and and a pretty big home builder in in Niagara. I won't mention his name because I, I, no, it wasn't you, Collins. And anyway, he was saying he he came up with actually a really great definition of psycho going to psychotherapy, and he came up with it himself, just talking to all of his friends. He, I don't think he himself has gone, but he just and we, he was just really interested to talk about it. And um, he goes, you know what? It's like walking into a room with all your pent-up anxiety and your feelings, dumping it in a box, and just leaving. That's it. So somebody else has taken this burden who does not have any skin <laughs> in the game, doesn't care what you, doesn't really care what decision you make. They try to help you along the way, but there's no judgment. There's nothing. It's just you go in there. So you look at it is, if we all played hockey, and... We pulled a groin muscle or we, we maybe slightly uh, t- tore an ACL or an MCL or we had a, a calf strain. And the, and the coach said, okay, get back out there. Today, even with a concussion, you're looking like a, you're losing your job as a head coach because why would you put out a damaged player who can't do we, – we now know what, you know, loading is, right, because of, you know, Kawhi Leonard. And – you kind of, you know, load management and making sure that that, you know, it's better to have Kawhi Leonard out on the court at a hundred percent than Kawhi Leonard at 60%. And everyone agrees. You go see a physiotherapist, you go see a Cairo, you go see a massage therapist. But why is it that every time we talk about mental health with, which, which happens to your brain, an organ, an organ in your body, an organ, an organ in your body, which controls your entire body. Everything's controlled by the brain, but we talk about going to physiotherapy, I know psychotherapy, or or seeing a psychiatrist as being a negative thing. I don't see that. After going through it myself, I don't see how it's a negative thing. I have actually had the two best years in business in my entire career since joining, since doing psychotherapy, because it got rid of my anxiety. Like it, it, it allows me to deal with any anxious. De, you know any anxious thoughts or anything of that nature well sports um, teams are recognizing that too like sports teams have oh. team psychiatrists and all that too now all, all recognizing teams it now all teams now like my my wife has her own private practice and consistently and, and and works out of a chiropractic sports facility as you guys all know um constantly gets referred young athletes constantly and she laughs because she's like i don't know anything about sports. And I said, babe, you don't have to. It has nothing to do with the sport. It has everything to do with getting out of your head. Give them the tools to get out of their head. That's what's stopping them from being at 110%. It has nothing. It's giving them the tools. They don't have the tools. So who cares if they play golf or hockey and football and you don't know how to throw a ball or shoot a puck? It doesn't matter. 
that they know how to do that. You yeah. need to give them the confidence and the tools to go and do that. Like, look at the Buffalo that Bills. Over, the Buffalo Bills, okay? after that guy almost died on the field, it's all about mental health for them and all that. Like, they shut it. Why do you think NFL the NFL recognized yeah. it? Uh, kind of. Like, they had no choice. They're putting a, they were put in a bad situation, but Twitter was all over them, like, cancel the game and all that. But these players, you know, are going through PTSD. They watched one of their teammates that they blood, sweat, and tears with every day die on the field oh. and, you know, yeah. was, yeah, like, he was, was dead. resurrected right there. He was dead. And it Cameron been, was dead. It could have been any dead. one of them. It could have been yeah. any one of them. There was you know the, cra- the crazy thing in the NFL, yeah. and this is the neat thing that Terry Pagula did. If you're an NFL player and you're making a million dollars a year, which not, not all the best players are making big bucks, and you go on, go on the injured reserve list, you make half your salary. Do you know that? That's that's no. what they do in the NFL because they're not guaranteed. So what Terry Pagula did and Brendan Bean for the Buffalo Bills, they stepped up and said, we're making them whole. No matter what, we're making – you know, it was a great PR move and all that. Yeah, and, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but they looked at it from the human side. And if you look at that, that game, <clears throat> Sean McDermott literally said, I don't care the consequences of this game. I have to be with my player at the hospital. Yep. Screw it. Fuck it. If we lose the game or whatever, we'll do it. And the other coach and the other team said – no, no, you be with your player and all that. But they're all going through psychoanalysis and everything nonstop since then because they're not all going to handle it the same way, right? Like, like I don't know if, if we were doing a podcast and one of us dropped on the ground and we had to perform CPR on you guys for nine minutes so you're alive. Like, how do you go to sleep that night and all that, you know? Thinking one of you guys might have just lost, you know, the, the father of your family, the, your father of kids, wife, spouse, all these people alone. His mother was there. You know, like, oh, so important to get through that stuff. And they got to talk about it, right? And they're, they're talking about well, nonstop. So it's a neat change in evolution in, in mental health right now because of it being promoted more often, like Bell's Let's Talk Days. Well, it's just, well, being, and I think we, it, 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 it's, it's, you know, as a world, we're just trying to say, look, let's get out of our shell a little bit, right? Let's talk. Let's well, talk. And I, let's and talk. I think, like like and Bell I think, says, let's talk. It's, it's a really nice slogan, right? Pagula's yeah. got, well, got a really good daughter in tennis, by the way. Yeah, yeah, but talk? here's here's the thing. The, Sorry, the, no. the thing is, is we need to talk about it because, you know, we, we are all very successful in our businesses. And I think mm. I will tell you unequivocally, I would not be reaching the heights that I'm if it wasn't for psychotherapy. Wouldn't have. I yeah. Because I just didn't have the tools to, to, to deal with, you know, the anxiety of life. Just as you, you know, with kids and marriage and, you know, a busy, a busy world and stuff like that. And, um, you know, I, I think. I I'm lucky in the sense that I've got a wife where, um, I could, <clears throat> I could say something to her and obviously her being in the industry, she saw that as a strength, not as a weakness. And I think she just turned around and she basically went like, what do you want? I'm, I'm going to get it for you. And I found a really good, good one. He's amazing. Um, and you know what, and there, and there were days there, there, there were days I just, just, there's nothing really going on. I just went in to talk, right. Yeah. Just, just, uh, mm-hmm. Hey, how's sales? How's business? How's this? How's that? And that's it. We just shot the shit. But when, like, when you got the rest of the world going on and, and these, these, you know, lockdowns happening and unlocking and locking and then locking and vaccines, this, and you don't know, you don't know how to because it's a once in a gener once in a hundred year event that took place. And, you know, it was pretty substantial and it everyone dealt with it differently, but. And they're still dealing with it. We're still dealing with it. 
Like we're still in it right no. now. It's the economic no. recovery of it right now. But it, like, yeah, think well, about all the that, shit going the on right now with, 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 like for my finances and all that stuff. For example, pandemic, we're printing checks right now, you know. And now it's let's 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 take back claw back all that that gains in the in the real estate industry. Now I have to talk to all my clients about it. And I have to have answers for it, but it's like nonstop. I'm like, oh, I can't sleep at night. You're thinking about it and you got to give them the right advice. And all that. You need something to talk to. I always think about psychoanalysis. You ever watch Two and a Half Men with Charlie Sheen? Everybody was pretty famous. Oh, yeah. Do you remember his therapist on the heck was her name? It was so funny, though, but he would go in there and talk about his problems and be oblivious to what a womanizer he was and having a separate outside <laughs> opinion talking about. She's like, well. Clearly, you're an idiot. You don't understand what's going on. But having someone else who doesn't know you looking at your life and analyzing it, it's not that close to you, might be able to have a, a better opinion about you or, or be able to help you because they're looking at it from a distance, right? They're not they're not so close to you and they're talking to you about it. It's it just I, I love those episodes. They're some of my favorite episodes. But he was just like, what do you mean? I, I, I'm attracted well, to what about, like my mother. <laughs> was the best well, what show. about what about the Sopranos? Right. Yeah. Like he was he, it, the, mm -hmm. the famous the irony of it all is here's this massive mob boss who had all this control over New Jersey and, and he was right. And he was getting panic attacks and he needed to talk to a, a, a psychotherapist, a psychiatrist. The pressure of being a mob boss. <laughs> you never think about that. Eh? There's so much pressure. Your life's someone. on the line all the time. Right. <laughs> and think of all the front frontline workers. Right. Like a doctor makes a mistake. A nurse makes, and one of the big components of my wife's job is up at Trillium Health Partners up in Toronto, the three sites, um, is talking to nurses and doctors and paramedics and anyone that needs her because they make a mistake, someone dies. I make a mistake and Collins, Lindy, and Bondo, you know, they might lose 10%. <laughs> I can make that back. I can correct that. It was a 27%, you know, wasn't you, it? I thought we were 25% right now we lost you 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 can't count. That's what you can't do. Uh, you're not at 27. I can't, I can't read the clock. Yep, I thought shit. it was a 12 o'clock start today. That's what's no. going on. Yeah, yeah. Here's the guy that can't read a freaking clock, and he's telling me that he's down 27%. Um, but in all honesty, uh, that's what she does because they screw up. Someone dies. That's that's the that's their negative. That's that's the worst case scenario for them, right? I'm noticing um, you know, all think, of us, the only one really quiet here is Trevor. Maybe he needs to learn how to open up a bit. Open up, Kev. <laughs> open up. Uh, I'm still like thinking about, about you. Open up about your your stress with with Toyota. You can open up. It's got to be Habs fans I mean, that be I, stressful right now. You got to keep all that in. You can't even talk shit right now. Like you can't I'm okay to talk so about climbing in. I'm okay to talk about yeah. uh, the mental health that kind of went down in my life. Uh, I mean, it, yeah, go. It, it's it, it's constant. Uh, I mean, I had a really really weird um start to my life i guess in terms of my the life that i can remember um when i was 11 I, two of my best friends passed away in a car accident yes. so i had to deal with like they were my line mates on my my hockey team sylvain uh, jeffrey jones uh sylvain burdett um and at 11 years old you don't really fully You don't really fully understand that you're you're not going to see these people anymore for the oh, rest of your life, oh, right? Like you know brutal. what I mean. Brutal. Um, so it, it kind of started. 
and it, this might be a little bit informative to some of you guys as well, because you know me as a fairly, I've got a fairly tough exterior, but you know deep down that I'm a, I'm a soft guy. Uh, so this kind of gives an explanation as to that, right? So it, it kind of started off there. Um, and then my parents split up uh, when I was 13. And I, I was kind of, you know, my old man was a, an alcoholic or a huffer, but, and he did his things abusively to me, but... <clears throat> that was kind of normal, right? Like, and I didn't really comprehend the breakdown of the family um, or, or didn't really see it coming, right? So I, I was pubescent at 13 and, and really, you know, big changes going on in my life as it, as it was, right? Um, and then at 14, I watched my grandmother, who was my, my surrogate mother, essentially, because uh, my mother had us very young, um, have a stroke both my sister and I right in front of us and we didn't understand what was happening to to our, our nana our grandmother right she was praying to Saint Anthony at the bottom of the stairs before she went up but she did every uh, every night and she just ended up on her ass right you picture a little four foot ten lady never seen my grandmother on her ass like you know what I mean and there she was on her ass and my sister and I were you know trying to lift her back up not not understanding that she, you know the woman just had a stroke so that kind of put me in a, me mentally in a tailspin. I just said, fuck the world, right? Excuse my language or whatever, but you know, I just said, the hell That's with the right words to say, yeah. you know? And then, uh, so I, 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 I rebelled for a, a good period of four or five years. And throughout the course of that, there, I'm a Northern kid, uh, you don't show emotion right up north generally speaking that's men or women right like you're you're rock breakers and uh, lovely people don't get me wrong but strong you know what i mean like uh, hold it people, all in right hold, hold it all in, in. hold no it all, all in no weakness at all so, so you know but it drove me to different substances and and uh and throughout the whole course you know multiple people i mean at, at this point in time I've, I've told all of you guys i've had no fewer than like 30 of my relatively close friends and i don't mean like close as in any one of you three here on this podcast pass away through either suicide some form of death you know being shot so um for a good period of four or five years before I, I met my wife, I was, you know, fuck the world. And I, I'm still dealing with the trauma that I suffered back then now. Right. And that's part of why people look at me and, and say that, uh, you know, I'm very family focused and, and this and that, because I, I didn't have much of a family then. So I'm kind of living two families now. I'm, I'm living as a kid and I'm living as a parent all, all at one time. You're living right? what you wanted so, uh, to live as a kid and you're providing that for your kids now, right? Cause you correct. I, I, I see yeah. what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Divorce so at that age, my parents divorced too. It's, it's traumatic. Yeah. When you're young and your parents split and all that, cause that's all you yeah. know, right? That's what you think of family is. And all of a sudden it's, it's done. You know, it's your whole like, world. It, yeah. It's like, for me, it was, I was with my dad for weekends, which he partied yeah. and with my yeah. mom during the week for school. You know, that, that's, that was my life growing up. I had lots of freedom. I loved it, but it was, you know, it was toughening yeah. me up. Like, it's crazy. Yeah. You learn the streets, right? You learn the streets. You learn, you learn the real world, You've right? You've got freedom at a very young age. You know, like I, I look at other kids that, that my kids hang out with and the ones that, 
you know, have um, single parents go back and forth. They, they, they're a little tougher. They're a little more experienced. They know other stuff where my kids are kind of sheltered and I, I like it that way. You know, I, I want to protect him and all that yet. He's, he seems like he's behind on certain things, but I, I want him to be a kid as long as he can. You know, I want to support and love and nurture like all, all of you guys, but with your children, right. It's, it's tough. Like, like I look at my do- dad and the stuff that he went through growing up that I heard and he never talks about hmm. it. He, he buries that down. Doesn't want to talk. Oh, and the stuff oh, he went gone. through is down in his toe. Like, like what, what happened to him? I can't believe like as an, as a, if I was in his shoes, I don't know if I would have been able to, to press on. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. once in a while when he's got some beers in him, <laughs> like that, that'll come out, you know, once in a while it's an emotional thing. And, but like, like that, that era, bring it to your grave with you. That's, that's the way they are taught to be. And I think it's way too important because I think you just talking about your past right there. The more you talk about, it, I do feel like you heal. You know, oh, yeah, one hundred percent. You can you talk do. about it, right? You and do. Well, first time talking about, I'm t- like, I was teary eyed talking about my story today. You know, and yep. it's like before I couldn't, I couldn't leave the room. You know, but talking about like our dads and all that, like, oh, like they, and it's not their fault. Again. And it, it no. and and you got to remember, it's not their fault because it it they were never like you are a byproduct of your parents. That's it. It, it like if you yeah. look at biology, if you look at sociology, and you look at how humans develop. Your first interaction to the world is your is is your dad and your mom, and then subsequently any siblings that you might have. So, if you're not taught, or if you're not g- given the tools to deal with something, that's not your fault. It's just, and it's not your parents' fault. They don't have the tools to give you. So it's like, Correct. it's like fixing a car. It's like here's here's your toolbox. It's like, well, I'm yeah. missing a hammer, and I'm missing a screwdriver, and I'm like, it's like, well, sorry, son, that's all I've got. Yeah. Right. So you got to what, what would you do? Well, you'd go to the home, the, the hardware store and you'd go and buy a hammer and you'd go and buy uh, a, a screwdriver. Now you YouTube to, it. Now you YouTube it. How do I how do I but, <laughs> and how do I but, fix but, it? But uh, to that point, though, Curry, like where does the accountability piece come in? Because in terms of the way I'm navigating my life, it, with all due respect, I'm trying to look at my and I, I'm going to screw up. I, I, I guaranteed I'm screwing up in some aspects of my, my parenting with my children, with in all aspects of my life, I'm screwing up. I'm imperfect. Sure. And that's what I've got yeah. to accept. That's what everybody's got to accept. Right. Um, but I'm looking at my parents and what, where they screwed up a, a, as a platform to learn from what not, not to do, what I didn't like with my parents. Right? right, like, and I'm cognizant of that when I'm parenting my kids. So the, thing is, the old is adage I... is, you learn a lot of times what not to do from your parents. Yeah, and and that and I and I've done that, right? Like you have yeah. to look at what you, how your parents raised raised you, and what my psychotherapist basically said. He goes, "It's the hardest thing to do." to criticize someone that you love and, and it doesn't matter what the aspect, it could be your partner. It could be your kids. It could be your parents. It could be your grandparents. It doesn't matter. The podcast it's the hardest thing to do, yep. but <laughs> you need to, you need to acknowledge it and then just forgive them and move on. Right. It is what it is because they didn't know what they didn't know. That's hard. Right. That's hard. So it's hard, but yeah. you, you gotta just move on. Like at the end yeah. of the day, especially with your family. dad, especially with family. Well, and your you, well, your dad. You gotta remember, like 
alcoholism <laughs> is the symptom. It's not the cause. Right. So there is some, there's some shit that your dad was or is or dealing with that's buried deep. And that's, that's not good that he could not cope with. Now what that is, it's in, and probably it's not for this podcast. If you know, or you don't know, it doesn't matter. That's not what I'm getting at. Yeah. So forgive him. And yeah, yeah. It, it like, it is what it is. But at the end of the day, now you, I got to look at and go, okay, I, I don't want that. And now I'm going to do now. Am I screwing up as a, as a, as a, as a parent? Absolutely. I am. And I've it's caught myself. Easy to for, it's, it's not easy no. to forgive somebody though, that has your opinion, um, significantly, um, negatively impacted your life. Right. It's not easy to forgive. Right. Like it's, it's easy to roll off the tongue. Right. Like and, and, and to be honest with you, Curry, I forgive my father. Like, you know what I mean? I, I forgive your father, my father for 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 the, the lack of support that I received from him and the lack of guidance. Like I to throw a baseball with my father. You know what I mean? Or or or. or Play pass, throw a football. You know the the weirdest part, Josh, is the weirdest part is you probably became who you are today because of that, though, because of that difficult beginning in life, right? So you're like, in a way, you almost want to thank him because you didn't want what he had, and so you worked your ass off to make sure and said, "I could do it better than you did." You know, it didn't have to be this way, and now that's who you became today, right? Which is it's a weird way to look at it, but. You know, like I, this, the hardest part I have the thing growing up as, as a, as a father now, and when you're talking mistakes all the time, for sure, I make a ton of them as a, as a parent mm-hmm. and you think, you know what? I got to where I am because I had a raw deal kind of growing up, not a raw deal. It wasn't terrible like that. Divorced parents had happened, yeah. blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I missed yeah. out all my other friends who went on those vacations, those family. I never had them. Never had family vacation. I had one, I had one family vacation with yeah. my parents together, you know? Didn't have a, a dad who showed Falls up my, from Timmins. <laughs> yeah, well, my 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 parents' honeymoon was in Niagara Falls, right? So that that's a whole different Crystal story. Beach, my but, but but the weird part growing up, you know, like all my sporting events, like my dad didn't show up to, but my mom did, right? But now my dad comes to all my 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 kids' stuff, right? So he's trying to make amends on his second. That's the beauty part of being a grandparent. You get a second shot at being a parent again, right? Yeah. And it's and it's a weird part, but like if 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 I had everything handed to me when I was a kid, maybe I had no drive. And now, so the biggest, yeah. weirdest, scariest thing for me is, do I make my kids entitled by giving them everything they want? Because as soon as they want something, I get it for them. It's like whatever, you know. But now my son's thirteen; he wants drums. I'm not giving it to him. I want him to earn it, right? So am I making a mistake here? Am I not? You know, I don't know. I don't want my kid. I see so many second generation trades people or realtors and all that. And, you know, they're handed the the golden key to the, the industry. And a lot of times they just, you know, kill it within a year or two because they didn't have to earn it. You know, so that to me is the biggest obstacle I'm trying to figure out as a parent. And me and my wife, we talk about it all the time and we want them to go on vacation. We want them to grow up, to, but but a lot of times my biggest problem too coming home after working my ass off all day, running around and you know four and a half hours in the car and phone calls and stress and you know having these terrible conversations. They're coming back, my kids come I'm home tired. and I'm just I'm, I'm wiped. Yeah, and I'm wiped. sitting there on the couch watching a hockey game, 
the Leafs win again, which they did last night. Yeah, <laughs> boys. Good job. And and I'm like, I should be in that room right now and having like heart to heart moments with them or, or imparting some kind of knowledge on them. And, and I'm not because I'm I'm wiped here. And I just all I can think about is just being brain dead and staring at this TV because I've got nothing left. You know, and that's yeah. the important part of those those family vacations you gotta have. If you have that 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 cottage up north and those special moments, like we're going to Blue Mountain next weekend. And it's like no electronics come with us at all. Let's you just hang out, weekend. have some fun. No, well, this weekend because we're live today, and it's Friday. You finally talk, and you gotta have a smart ass, smart ass comment. <laughs> okay. You should hear the episode before you even got on. <laughs> right, right. Now. That was hilarious. Just wait, just was, wait, was wait just, till you get. To, yeah, Trevor Oh, we're chirping you big time. I'm chirping I've already done all I, don't I care. need to say I love it. I'm a I ball busting type guy. Good. I like to give. I like to get. Whatever. Enjoy you it. got to, you got to, right? If you give it, you got to take it. All right, that's my buddies I grew up with. If you're not ball busting, it sucks, man. My, my, <laughs> well, my wife tells me all the time. I went out with my friends last night. My wife says, and we talked all these in-depth love and you know and, and and emotional things. And she's like, "What'd you talk with your buddies?" I'm like, "I don't know. We made a couple noises, did a couple shots, talked about sports. Yeah. Nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> substantial whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. Farted a couple but times. About it. I don't know. It was four hours of doing that. I don't know." You know, you know what, Jeff? In-depth oh, conversations hey. with guys. Jeff, you love your kids? Absolutely. Take a bullet for them in a second. And that's something right. you got to contemplate so, as a parent, right? But so just right there, that sets you apart, I think, from 60, 65% of the parents out there, dude. Uh, I don't know. I think everyone loves their parents, their kids. I just think some people don't know what to do. We're all just just kids who have kids, right? That's all we are. It's kids who have kids. A lot of people had didn't have kids uh, intentionally or for the right reasons, right? So now they're left with. uh, That's what I mean. Honestly, I think it would happen with my sister, right? Like, fuck, my mom had us when she was sixteen and eighteen, right? Like, that's crazy. Well, Kristen, well, Kristen, you got to remember these things. (laughs) Well, Kristen, for example, I mean, you remember she worked for Fox. Yeah. Right. So Bondo, you're not, you're not that off. You're not that far off. You're not that far off. But um, no, they, I think just the importance of talking about it, the importance of going to see somebody about it. Um, mm. And that is the first step. It's, it's a, it's a, it's a tough step to do, um, you know, but uh, I, I at first, tell at you, first, but once you do it, right, Curry, once you do it, it's fine. It, it literally is. And it's, it's, and to know that you have that phone number in your back pocket, if you need, if you, if you hit a crisis point. Um, and I think a lot of people, there's a, I'm going to paraphrase here because I'm not in the field of mental health. So, you know, my wife will probably, you know, look at crucify me, you know, you side-eyed. <laughs> hey, crucify you later. <laughs> yeah. Crucial crucify me later. But there's actually to the suicide piece. First of all, you don't, you don't commit suicide. You die by suicide. Suicide is a symptom. It's not the cause. So that is, it's a symptom. So, and the reason why we use the term commit is because it used to, it, well, in religion, it's, it's a sin to commit suicide. That that's the only reason why we say commit that you don't commit anything when it comes to suicide, you die by suicide, just from a terminology perspective, get it just to drive that home. Um, you didn't do anything wrong. Um, that's a symptom. Um, and when you die by suicide, there's, there's like a list. And I was talking this over with, with who, who my psychotherapist who's now become a friend, which is kind of cool. And, um, 
and a client too, which is great. And, um, you know, he said like Christmas is a really hard time for like, and I'm not in that, you know, I'm more of a, Hey, I just needed a quick fix and I need to talk to someone and some coaching really is how I, how I take it. But no, there's some people, you know, what that, that need them on, on the regular. And, and there's like a laundry list of situations that take place and Oh, great jobs. Thanks rookie. Nice. Good job. Good thinking. Um, yeah, so please help one eight three three four five six four five. We're we're missing we're missing a digit there. <laughs> we're missing a digit. Okay, but we'll fix it and we'll get you the number. Come, come um, <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. Um, it, it's if if three or four of those things on that list of like twenty something happens at the same time. And they that person doesn't have an outlet, doesn't have help, doesn't have the person to talk to. Um, it that's that's it. They can't cope. So it's it's a bunch of things happening at an apex all at the same yeah. time. So Christmas makes sense. Being alone, you lost your job, someone there died. It's a death we anniversary. Talk Suicide Canada one eight three three four five six four five six six one eight three three. Four five six four five six six, um, and hell, guy, like, you know, anyone that's out there, like, drop us a line if you want to chat. Like, mm-hmm. we're pretty easygoing guys. So, like, if you're like, you know, on an, on another podcast and and you don't want to talk now, that's cool. Uh, but you want to shoot us an email. Uh, you want to drop a comment. Uh, ask us more questions about it. We're like I said. And you're like, hey, wow, I, I you know, I, I have to get over this anxiety or this depression or, or whatever. And but I, I want to be successful or, or, or I'm I don't know how to cope. I don't know what it is. But and, and maybe you want to chat about it. Like, yeah, drop us a line. We don't care. We're pretty cruisy. Um, I think an important thing is, going. too, if, if you've got kids, make sure from the beginning they're not Leaf fans or Bills fans because it's just. It's a bad that road. That just to adds down. to the mental health. Yeah. That adds. It's just bandwagon jump like Montreal Canadian fans did a long time ago. They just took the team that won a lot, you know. Just take the team that wins all the time and go with that and have a nice easy going, you know. Okay, so you want to want to hear something funny is my my dad's a huge Leafs fan. Huge Smart Leafs man. fan. My man. mom was born and raised in Montreal, my dad was born and, and raised in Welland. So I had two choices growing up, Montreal or Toronto. And you bandwagon jumped. I no 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 no. I'm, oh I'm, yeah, you no, gave a fan ninety three. Choices, Montreal or Toronto. I picked whatever team my dad hated the most is who I always picked. So I picked the I like he he hated the Habs the most. I picked. Oh, the you Habs. clearly he hated the Yankees. For wrong reasons, and you should see a psychoanalysis. He hated the the Dolphins because you did it for the I, wrong reasons. I picked the Dolphins. So just to be clear, that's kind of how I I had uh, done a lot of my choices. In uh, wagon jumper in '93. No, so I I did the same thing, Trevor. I cheered for the Habs up until I lost my grandfather. Okay, we used to watch Saturday night hockey. I was a Habs fan, he was a Leaf fan back when uh, Naslin played for them, Riche, Penny was in that stuff. I was a religious Habs fan, and my grandfather passed away. And now, for the last 25 years, I've been a staunch Leaf fan. What a mistake you made there, eh? <laughs> 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 but anyways, the 
I bring it's been this painful. up. <laughs> I remember him every day. <laughs> so my oh, dad, in, in an effort to brainwash my son, he always says that the <laughs> Habs are dirt. <laughs> Leafs are the best. The Habs are dirt. I like Nate dad. now says he's like, the Leafs are dirt. So he's turned it around on my dad, on his grandpa, oh, and it's oh. Leafs are dirt. Is he watching what's on TV right now? Because it's yeah. clearly the opposite. Of this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nate's Nate's not uh, not into sports. Let's watch it? No, no, yeah. no. Can't uh, like even that, bring that him. That breaks if, my if heart. I, Neither of my kids like sports at all. If I bring him to like, a, oh, like, even an ice dogs game, surprisingly, I actually brought Nate to an ice dogs game in December. Uh, just before Christmas, and it was just the two of us. He asked, I, 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 I kind of thought, I'm like, oh, maybe he's he is going to be interested in this because the amount of mm-hmm. questions he asked during the first two periods to try and understand the sport, That's like good. what's going on, you know, understand the offense, the defense, you know, he's with actually watching, which is good. Yeah, yeah, he was actually, you know, he's eight, he'll be nine in May. Um, so I was, I was extremely surprised because every other ice dogs game I've ever brought him to, uh, and I won't bring him to any other, like, I won't bring him to an NHL game. Cause that's just a giant waste of money. All he wants is, is the popcorn or the nachos or the pretzel, <laughs> you know, see, it, it's see what the big, snacks, see the big fans and the fee bear there, right? <laughs> right. It's, it's what snacks can Carlton. get at the game, not the, uh, you know what, that just brings me up going to sporting event. I, I want to point this out because i've been going to the bills games the last two weeks and i go in on sunday again the last Good game we you. went to 80, 80 people there and I, it still spooked me to this very day walking out and they have like the the top of the highmark stadium there's like a big big uh, banner up there where it says highmark and there's a guy out there with a sniper rifle this big oh yeah bipod overlooking the whole crowd just in case anything happens right there and i'm like my buddy's like check that out i'm like holy shit was straight out of Call of Duty watching. And I'm I'm just thinking they're they're there in case anything breaks out, right? Because it's a mass crowd and they try to and they've got this sniper guy there to good thing you play DMZ every night. You could uh I wish I don't play it. I haven't played it in a while. You gotta get on there, Lindy. It's a good game. I'd be running like a bitch. I'd be I would be the worst person in a war ever. Oh man, I'm not. I'm not. I, I watch those war movies and I can't believe what these guys have went through. Just, it, just oh, nuts. that's insane. Life's complicated. Yeah. Life's 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 difficult, right? Like, uh, oh, I feel like such a pansy because right? the stuff the, our dads and grandparents went through growing up compared to what we got to deal with. Like, think about this oh, pandemic. Yeah. All they said was, you know, stay at home and watch TV. We'll get through it. We're like, oh no, we gotta watch TV. What are you doing to me? Kids younger are getting drafted to war and they got no choice. You're a healthy young male, you're going to war. Drafted in World War II, they lied about their age to go to war. Right? Like like it 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 was it was insanity. And and then they came back purely with all of them with PTSD, no, no veteran support, which is one of my biggest, biggest pet peeves of the Canadian federal federal Canadian government. Like I I, it, it me to no end you do you know uh, uh for this country you should be on cpp enhanced for life done, done. like it should be so, done pension. go fed Here's right full pension just don't something care crazy again uh, about katie's grandpa um he was in world war ii and it was kill or be killed he's mm-hmm. buried 
with a Nazi's ring. Wow. Wow. Stole stole the Nazi's ring that he killed. Really? Wow. That's pretty intense. Buried with it. Everybody in the family wanted the ring, so that's why everybody knows the story that he's buried with it. It's crazy. Wasn't the same um, person when he came back from the war. No, hell no. How could you be? How could you be? No, and then and then that's the point. And then what did they do? They went and got married and had kids because that's what you do for mental health support? Question mark. I don't know. I went loopy after kids. (laughs) Jesus. I was a firefighter. I was a firefighter for five years up north. And I tell you, the shit that I saw in that short period of time, I don't know how these people do it. No. I don't know how people no. or, honestly, or, or paramedics or a police or officer, that, yeah. a paramedic that see that type of trauma to their fellow humans on you're a, a better person than I am. Well, the facts uh, workers well, too, and that's like why, you're saying facts worker. Oh, like the stuff yeah, you have to yeah, do. Is, well, yes. and that's but yeah. that's but that's why but that's why when you talk to a doctor, you talk to someone at facts, or when you talk to a frontline worker firefighter, police officer, they do have a dark sense of humor. And it's because of that dark sense of humor is what they use to get through a lot of the crap. So if you, you know, if you hear the mechanism, it's, it's a coping mechanism for them, right? Like I remember my next door neighbor, as you all know, him, uh, is an ER doctor on and on his off days. And I, we're not joking here on his off days. Yeah. He loves, uh, Let's have just a couple bevies, nothing too crazy, but you know, loves the to toke, <laughs> nice to go snatch. to bed. But yeah. but uh, you have to remember uh, when you're on weed and you go to bed, you don't dream. There's a reason for it. When you're he on what? He doesn't want to. You don't dream when you're when you when you use weed to go to bed. You don't really? you don't you don't hit REM. No, no. Your rem your it suppresses so your REM sleep. That's why that's why they give it to people with PTSD. Some good dirty because dreams you're missing don't, out on though. No, they, it's torture. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's hell. They don't want to relive what they relived. And that's the same with a lot of know that. front know that. workers. They, so it, it suppresses their, the REM sleep. So it allows you to have a great sleep, but not wake up in terror because Is of what smoking you, it or eating it or either. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. It's oh. the consumption of. I use gummy. It's a consumption of. So, but anyway, um, you know, I appreciate everyone you know, uh, listening to us and it's a little bit of hopefully a, a, a yeah, I did I come know, in like a wrecking ball though. Eh? So I should do this more often. I'll come in a half hour. In you, guys, like a you guys bust ball. my balls for a half hour. I come in. Boom. Like an energy jolt. Woo. Fucking brutal. Anyway. Yep. Missing. There he is. <laughs> come on. Let's, let's step that up a little bit. Uh, anyway, oddly enough, thanks I to everyone for, yeah. Thanks to everyone uh, for listening in. And thanks to our sponsors, Brand Boulevard. Uh, thanks to, um, you know, participating. And uh, we'd love to hear your feedback. As um, a true Canadian, I like to say I'm sorry. I'm sorry I was late. No worries. There's a lot of titans actually, out there. There's there's a lot of titans out there. A lot of titans that that are powerful and, 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 and financially successful that suffer from mental health. Right? Here's don't, a, don't think you're alone. No nope. funny, funny comment about apologizing. So over the Christmas holidays, there was a Honda Civic driving in Niagara Falls, Ontario, 
And it was an American license plate, New York plate that said, sorry, eh? <laughs> that's Canadian. Oh, that's good. Yeah. Canadians are saying sorry. They're both saying sorry. Oh, sorry. I didn't mean to say sorry. It was great. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, People don't yeah. say we sorry. We lost the last part of your thing, Trev. What's that? I cut out? We Yeah, you cut out. I heard the, it. So it was a it was a New York license plate. The woman the woman's license plate, it was a Honda Civic black, said sorry, A. That's good. Nice. That's hundred percent nice? Canadian right there. Right. That that but could be Canadians' kids' names. Sorry and A. <laughs> could be a true Canadian. Well, Bondo, <laughs> take us out. Help us. Ahead. Help us help you stay informed. Out. Cheers. Do, did, will. The Story of People podcast is now available on the Cryer Media Network. The first five episodes are here and feature some incredible guests that fit into one or all three of those categories. Ready? Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks, Undercurrent Podcast at NBC Sports. Marianne Iveson from Iveson Voice and the Let's Take This Outside podcast to talk about the world of outdoors as well as voiceover land. Ariana Hunsicker, future Canadian Paralympic swimmer, already winning tons of awards for this country. Scott McGregor from the Hot Wallet podcast to dumb down the world of crypto, Bitcoin, and NFTs so you don't have to. And Jackie Holowaty from Climate Pledge Arena in Seattle, Washington, the first net zero carbon certified arena on the planet. Wherever you get your pods, wherever you watch your pods, and on the Cryer Media Network. I'm Jeff Woods, and I'm shining a light on music and the rock stars who make it. He just was one of those people. He, he stood out. He was a magic guy. He really was a magic guy. All, we all have force. He had the same amount of force as we all have. This was before Led Zeppelin. Robert was full on. I mean, he was Led Zeppelin without the band behind him. He had the hair, the jeans, the whole thing, you know. And he was amazing. The Records and Rockstars podcast. Heard around the world and yours to hear wherever you get podcasts. All the episodes from JeffWoodsRadio.com. Produced by Cryer Media and distributed by the Sound Off Media Company. 